Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. Our podcast is supported by the Fabrica Five Cigar Company. Straight from the Honduran factory to your hands, the company was built by Rob Isla of Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame and Cuban master blender Hamlet Peretti's. The entire cigar line is blended by Rob and Hamlet and is refined with feedback from a hand-selected tasting panel, the Friends of El Habano Forum, and smokers like you. You can even jump on the FOH Forum right now and post reviews and comments. And you might even hear from Rob or Hamlet when you do. Rob has opened the discount floodgates and now exclusive to Lizard listeners, Fabrica 5 is offering 10% off the entire store. That's all five packs, all 25 count bundles, all 50 count bundles using promo code LIZARDPOD at Fabrica005.com. That's code LIZARDPOD, one word. Plus, worldwide free shipping from Miami on all orders over $125 US. Again, use code LIZARDPOD for 10% off the entire Fabrica 5 store right now. That's Fabrica005.com. Fabrica005.com. You must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo. Tonight, I'm joined by Rooster, Pagoda, Grinder, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some non-alcoholic beer, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 57th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a New World cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We discuss the boom of non-alcoholic beer and spirits, Canada's crackdown on smoking indoors, Drew Estate's creativity, and our frustration with tip culture, all among a variety of other things for the next hour. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair non-alcoholic Becks and Guinness Draft with the Drew Estate Underground Maduro in Grand Toro. A Grand Toro from Undercrown tonight from Drew Estate, a beautiful six-inch by 52 ring gauge cigar, comes in this very cool tubo with a packed foot. What is that thing in the foot there? Like it looks little, just like a piece of sponge. It's a yeah. protector for the foot protector. It looks like a little cigar. spare leaf or something. Yeah. Well, it, I don't actually think it is tobacco leaf. Smells like it. Yeah, it might be. They they've done this that they've done that before with another cigar they make. It's a flavored cigar, mm. like the Tobacco Special or something like that. I forget what it's called. Or the uh le, the Laratuna or what? It's the natural spelled backwards. What is that? Uh, you're all. I don't know. I feel like I'm doing a test, but what alphabet backwards <laughs> test? Yeah, I just went blank. Whatever that is, uh, but Laturn, something like that. But they have a um, a cigar that they basically package in this kind of stuff, so um, it's Got not surprising. It. So it's nice because it protects the foot, but and the presentation is fantastic. For a listen, for a twelve dollar and fifty cent, thirteen dollar cigar, beautiful. I mean, blue and gold tube. Yeah, these really stand out. The and foot band is cool. Is it yeah, bl- is it blue or 
Larutan. It's definitely blue. So they have three. They have different. Three different uh, wrapper and, and flavor profiles in the Underground line. It's the uh, Shade, which is white. The Sun Grown, which is the middle one, is red. Mm-hmm. And the Maduro is blue. Cool. Which which the Connecticut Shade one is the youngest of them all. That one came out like the most recent one, most recently. And then I think it was the first year it came out was like 2005 or something. Got it. And it was like the Maduro that we have. And then it was the the sun grown, sun grown and then the shade. Yeah. The shade is a great cigar for beginners. Um, this one we'll see. I you know, I haven't had one of these in a, a long, long time. Really looking forward to trying it tonight. So uh, as someone mentioned, I don't know who did, but it has a really nice elegant footband on it that just says Maduro. Um, so we'll peel that off. And uh, let's cut this thing, boys. Nice. See, we're getting on the cold draw on the wrapper. It's really well constructed. I mean, yeah. And honestly, it, it's the aroma is reminiscent of a Liga 9. So this is apparently the heir, heir apparent, as I've seen on the internet, to the Liga 9 series. So mm. obviously Liga, we did... Uh, well, isn't this the little brother to the Liga? It's the little brother of yeah. the Liga. Yeah. yeah. So Willie Herrera, famous uh, blender uh, for Drew Estate, wanted the, the rollers to create something not only that, uh, that they would like, but that he would like, that wasn't at the price point of a $17, $20... No, so but Willie Willie only blended the the Connecticut shade. The first two were not blended by Willie. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, okay. And the story that the reality he had nothing to do with the genesis of Underground. So the genesis of the Underground was that they were, were having the rollers row the Liga series cigars, and they were smoking them because that you 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 can smoke the cigars. It was a very hot cigar with high margin and blah 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 and they said guys you can't keep you can't smoke all our inventory yeah. you're smoking so many of these um so they made another one the blenders made their own and it was similar but with different tobacco to the liga and they started smoking that and then they and then drew estate was like wow this is just as good we'll release it and under the kind of liga it looks a little liga-ish it's it the, does um and this you know this wrapper this maduro wrapper is like very liga it's, it, it's very traditional liga. it's reminiscent although the liga is is more iridescent yeah it has a it has it, a shine it's oily. to it and it's oilier it's, and it's thicker yeah, yeah. it's, much it's thicker. toothier and, and oilier yeah so which you know this is probably younger i'm, I'm guessing yeah um but yeah i mean it, it's beautiful I, I like it. I love. Yeah. The, I, I I like these cigars a lot. I don't know if I love them, but mm-hmm. and, I haven't and, had one in a long time, so I'm really looking forward to trying them. And I think too. anything in that price point that hits some of the notes, even I mean, it, it's certainly well worth it because cigars are getting expensive. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah this is supposed to be a little bit like kind of under the liga, yeah. Sure. Like as far as the strength and uh, and flavor flavor profile, right? Yeah. yeah, and price point. Price point, big time, yeah. yeah. Liga was like what, seventeen, eighteen? Uh, I think it was yeah, right. almost right nineteen. Under, yeah, it was maybe right a little more 20. than that. Yeah, that this, big is about, this is like twelve, thirteen. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what are you guys getting on the cold draw on the wrapper? A hint of raisin, like I got yeah. in the Liga. Nine. Dried fruit. Um, you know, tobacco, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Cedar. Deep cedar. I'm getting cedar, and it's funny. Well, they were in tubos. They were in cedar too. Cedar yeah. one tubos, yeah. yeah. But, but you, you can smell the Maduro wrapper. Yeah. You know, like this. Yeah, it's it's the nice. sweet Maduro. Yeah. It seems like construction is great. My draw is absolutely flawless. That's awesome. I mean I can't wait to smoke it. This is fantastic. Let's yeah. do it. All right, boys. Let's light this thing. The 
Drew Estate, Undercrown, Maduro in Grand Toro. Again, it's a 52 ring gauge by six inch cigar. It's really, really nice. I like the size. It's a great you know, size. Normally, I think we've talked about it. I'm not going to reach for a Toro. I think most of us probably don't. Nope. It doesn't look like um, a Toro. It doesn't look like a Toro. It almost looks like a either a Robusto Extra or. I well, don't it's know. not a Toro. It's a Grand Toro. Grand Toro, yeah. I like it. Oh. <laughs> I like it a lot. It's really nice on the light. Mm. Very smooth. Definitely has more of a, I, I hesitate to use the word rough edge than what, what I would think, you know, when you have the Liga, but it's not a bad rough edge. It's almost like drinking a, a bourbon or a scotch that has a little bit more. I find it smooth. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it, it just has a little more oomph to it, I think. Mm. It's definitely not as smooth as the Liga. It's yeah. a little sharper as you're, or edgy. I don't know if you use the word edgy or, you can tell it's not as aged. I mean, at least when I when I draw on this, and I and I smoke a lot of ligas, and I think the T fifty one, so very, mm-hmm. I'm very fond of that cigar. Um, you just t- you can immediately tell it's not as aged. It's what's, got some of that, but it's good. It's still good. It's still Maduro aged Maduro. Yeah. Um, what's cool is I'm just holding my cigar. This thing has some crazy combustion. It's got a very good combustion. I mean, look at that. There. It's a chimney, and I'm just holding it. Yeah, that's that's, cool. that's the Liga DNA. Yeah, yeah. yeah they work very hard at, at being chimneys. What's your What's your favorite uh, like Drew Estate cigar? I mean, maybe like Ooh. top three. Um, so I T fifty one fifty two. Sorry, T fifty one. T fifty two in Toro. I'm very. I like that cigar a lot. Um, flavor the, flavor wise, is that like a Liga? Yeah, it's just Less it's very more. rich. It's very chocolatey. It's very smooth. The the it's it's kind of oily. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I love that cigar. I don't know. You've probably had it, uh, Pagoda. Yeah, I have. I, I although I prefer the number nine for whatever reason. Yeah, I I, I like the nine. It's, it's just not. I'm not as fond of the nine. It's more flavorful. Yeah, it feels, it's, I find it's got it's more a, strength. The strength, too, think, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And I, well, I don't. I like you like yeah more medium bodied, you know, cigars. And the the two fifty two is good is up there. Um, I like the Herrera Esteli. Um, and um, uh, we did that on the pod. we did the yeah. Herrera Esteli in um, Robusto. That's a great that's a great stick. Yeah. Although I don't know, we didn't give it a good ranking though. Well, I'll tell you right now. So we gave the Liga Pravada number nine and eight point four. Excellent score. That's excellent. Yeah. That's a really good score. And then uh, Herrera Esteli, the Habano Robusto Grande, we gave a six point three. Yeah, I remember it not being a great score. Yeah. I I think that cigar was mm, warped in some way. It may I, not have been I, kept well. Yeah, I don't think not. it was kept well. Yeah. Um, this is Len- off to a great start, though. I the Lancero and the Herrera Esteli might be a. So I have I have do it on the pod. Almost any Lancero is probably a good bet. Yeah. I, so I bought I I have some cigars. I'm, I'll share with you guys after the the at some point. the The third one is the Herrera, Herrera Esteli, um, Lonsdale Norteño. Yeah, which is a very good cigar. It's got a green and white label. Green and white, and it's almost very looks like an old Ramona Yones uh, yeah. label. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's a cool label. It's very it's very strong. It's kind of at, at not in my typical swim lane, but I, it's it, I like it. 
Yeah, so after smoking the foundation cigars, I was introduced to the Liga 9. Um, and that's because Nick Melillo had worked for Drew Estate and was involved in somehow uh, with Liga with Liga 9 production. And and um, I really, I really enjoyed it. And I tried the T52 and the 9. And for some reason, I just prefer the 9 over the over the years and uh the size we we smoke the toro but i do prefer the double corona and i've had the double corona after that and i maybe it's just you know it's one of those things with cigar smoking that if you feel a little nostalgic or you get tied to something you just tend to enjoy it a bit more and so for me i've always uh, preferred the double corona and i know bam you were mentioning corona viva right as a size no, that's the one i smoke I bought two boxes of those. Oh, you did? Uh, by the way, so, I did too from I Have. Yeah, from, I got it from I Have Honest. Yeah, Great they're price. really good deals. Great price. Yeah. So that cigar, yeah. we did the Toro. I love Corona. We've talked about certainly my size preference is a little bit lower, smaller of a ring gauge. But the Corona Viva is it's almost identical to like a uh, Magnum 46 in size. The Nate Chapman Magnum 46 from Cuba, which I love. And it, to me, it performs even better than the, the Liga Toro. that we had on the pot. No, correct. I, I think... Yeah, so it's funny because it seems to it seems to me, and in fact, uh, is that we we just tend to not like toros as yeah. much as I, I like. I like toros a lot. Yeah, yeah grind um, I do like toros a lot. I just um, I don't think they, I don't think they get much justice in this in this group. It's pretty aggressive on anti toros, but um, the, I was going to say that. Another good cigar, it's probably tying for third, is this series, but in the Connecticut shade. I think that's one of the best Connecticut shade cigars on the market for good price. People love day, it. It's a great cigar. People love the Underground shade. Yeah. Mm. Love it. It's a great cigar for, for folks who are beginners. Uh, certainly is a uh, price point, entry point. Well constructed, very consistent. Yeah, they're beautiful. And then cigars. also for folks that have a palate that gravitates towards milder medium, that mm -hmm. is a great cigar for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you this know? this cigar, by the way, this is, is really getting, good. Getting much better. Like, it is. I don't know how far I'm. What, what would you yeah. call that? Like quarter a, of an inch. Sure. Did Did any of you get it? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that is, it like it's it, it was a little rough to begin with, and it's just kind of it's it's bringing back those those notes and flavor profiles of mm -hmm. a of a liga of a liga wrapper. Yeah, do, do you, I, you know, I was thinking of this the other day. Like, as you're smoking cigars and you go through different seasons, you know, spring, summer, seasons of fall, love. winter. Like, when we start getting into fall, I prefer a, a more robust, a more robust cigar. cigar. Yeah, me too. Yes. Is that? Is that a common uh, in yeah. this room? Welcome to the new world. I think so. <laughs> Welcome to the new world. No, I I find He's right. I find like in the summer, uh, like you know, if we talk about outliers of our palate, right? So let's think about your regular rotation in cigars that kind of sit outside that, which is in in parallel, you know, is right with what Rooster's saying here. Yep. My answer to what Rooster's saying is that those answers are seasonal for me. So in the fall winter, a cigar that jumps into my rotation that's normally not is the late hour. Ah, the late yeah. hour Robusto and Churchill, that's like a November, December, January, like it's, it's kind of cold. February, You're around March, a, yeah. yeah. It's, like a, it's like a fire, <laughs> fireplace. <laughs> June. Right? You, like picture it's yourself a fireplace cigar. The fireplace. Yes. Yeah. It's like a fireplace. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And then in the summer, those those cigars for me are like the Schwa Supreme or 
something has that kind of citrus flavor from yeah, Cuba. Our Cuban line. Yeah, yeah. the Cuban line. Yeah. So I'm curious what your others, you know, what everybody else's outliers yeah, the are. Cutie, cutie Corona Claro yeah. in the summer. In the with summer. The, yep. the wheat beer. Yep. yep. That's right. Yeah. And um, any of the, the Padrones, Exclusivo. But those are regular rotation. They are. But for in the winter, there's nothing like a an so, Exclusivo in your hand. See, I'll go a step further. In the winter, I'll, gravi- I'll gravitate toward family reserve line. Oh, with yeah. like a bourbon. If I'm cold, yeah. I'll sip a bourbon to warm yep. up a little bit. Yeah, 45th. 90th. I could see Rooster with a 90th right there. <laughs> after dinner. Oh, the black label. Yeah. Only I mean, after dinner. Label, after yeah. dinner. No, not after dinner. Grinder, what are your uh, what are your outliers it, outside of your regular rotation? Is there anything that's seasonal for you or do you kind of add a bit? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, well, I'll be honest with you. I do, I tend to smoke AJs in the, in in fall i i smoke cubas all summer yep um winter time i would agree i, I kind of get heavy on davidoff but that's because i'm i'm invariably smoking in some nice lounge somewhere because it's cold you know and i want to smoke a nice cigar and feel like it's i'm getting value out of it and and that's why i'll smoke that but aj's are like a lot of the fall season Whenever, when, whenever we get to that time of year, I go up to Pennsylvania a lot yeah. and spend a lot of time in the woods with my family. My my in laws have a lake house, and we do a lot of campfires. And it's a it's a rustic cigar. It's got a lot of punch. So in the in the colder weather, you, it can sustain itself and hold up to the weather in some way. And and you're probably sipping on some kind of bourbon. Somebody brought bullet and in a two liter bottle <laughs> and you're so happy drinking it <laughs> you know yeah. and and uh that's an aj for me like some of the he, he's made a lot of good cigars some of the earlier ajs in my you know are my the preferable ones what but, though you, you mentioned like the new world yeah the new worlds you know san latano like those cigars are really good okay. um and uh we gotta do we gotta do last some AJs. calls on the pod we gotta do some ajs on yeah. the pod at some yeah. point yeah. But, but by the way it's so funny you say san latano and last call those are all uh you know, one of my buddies who I golf with, he loves those. They're uh, good. They're good sticks. Yeah. Yeah. They have a lot of flavor, and you know, they're they're little. They're not as aged, uh, but he does a decent job of blending it and and marketing it, and they're readily available and they're always discounted. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Bam, bam. What are your outliers usually? Anything we haven't said? No, I think you guys have covered it. I'm don't have a late hour very often yeah i don't either so that's except for when it's cold yeah that's certainly one uh the millennium is a staple for me you know the diplomatico that's the padron diplomatico that is an outlier that's for me. the six, 1964 churchill exactly right yeah, yeah i don't have that often so yeah. when, when if i'm in a lounge that's a great a great cigar option for me you know that what cigar a lot. you know what cigar jumps at me in the summer that doesn't really around the rest of the year for some reason the 196 the padron 1964 maduro and torpedo I'll do when it's warmer because it has like a sweetness thing to it that the Exclusivo and the Diplomatico yeah. don't. I feel like they're a little bit more like, hey, Appli- we're here and we're going to, you know, we're ready to fight. It does. A, ap- it is applicable for a winter smoke as well. It is. There's a course. lot of body in there. I think it's yeah. an any time yeah. after yeah. dinner smoke. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Pagoda, do you have any outliers outside your regular rotation that are, are season, no, season-based? season Not really. I think all Cubans have been outliers for me. But yeah. now that, you know... <laughs> You I'm, smoke more Cuban. I was gonna say not anymore, man. As many as yeah. the rest of You're us. You're probably one to one. No, yeah. Now I, I think uh, this summer I did smoke a lot of Cubans for sure. Um, but yeah, meaning uh, like 
the the way I look at it is, uh, if I have a good cigar in hand, it doesn't matter where I'm and what I'm doing. I'll smoke it. Yeah, so nice. that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Hey, so uh, Grinder mentioned being in a really nice lounge and having a Davidoff or a really good cigar, and we have to mention how happy we are to be recording tonight again at the 1086 Lounge. That's right. Our clubhouse in Hawthorne, New Jersey. Yes, sir. We love it here. Home away from home. A plus place. Always. Um. Yeah, I'm just grateful that we're that John lets us set up shop in here and let's it looks like a rat's nest with all these cables but <laughs> we're able to do the pod here and we're yeah, very happy awesome. about it it's we just awesome. love coming the here the very golf simulator is golf really simulator awesome. actually grinder and i were here pretty late last night hanging out just uh, two of us and some friends so you know henry was here nice. uh, nick was here um you know a bunch of lizards were here cool. and uh grinder was actually pining <laughs> it was about 11 30 he's like <laughs> i really want to go to hits of golf balls <laughs> <laughs> in the simulator but uh so yeah 24-hour key card access here at our our clubhouse come check it out hawthorne new jersey we love it we're very fortunate to be recording in this space right now we are as i think about it more and more very yeah. very fortunate the the, the proprietor has really you I know mean, done great jobs with the humidor he's 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 yeah. sourcing some good quality sticks these these uh the these drew estate undergrounds came out of there uh tonight in the tubo that's right yeah. right out of the out of the humidor right here. out of the humidor yeah yeah so uh, we're very grateful um, uh, to John and 1086, and we really encourage any lizards who may be local passing through, or if you live in the area of uh, you know northern New Jersey, come on um, down, pop in because you will not be disappointed by this place. Grab a smoke and sit down and have a drink and have a party and have a party. You may have one of these exotic beers that we're drinking right now. Yeah, let's talk mm. about. We talked a little bit about liquor too, but tonight for the first time we are. Yep. Inviting Rooster into the formal liquor that's going to be non-liquor rating. Oh no! <laughs> he's. Uh, I finally get to rate. So you get to rate it. You get to rate it. He's, he's expanding his connoisseur corner. Absolutely. <laughs> so we are drinking non-alcoholic beverages tonight, gentlemen, uh, and we are starting with Beck's, uh, which is one. Uh, you drink this non-alcoholic beer a lot, correct? Yeah, I I like I like I like Beck's. I mean, I used to like Beck's, even the regular version, but since uh, I stopped drinking, I like the uh, the non-alcoholic. I mean, it, like Grinder said, it's a Pilsner lager, in that format. That's really Tasty. delicious. Uh, is that your first sip? Yeah. Honestly, it's very good. It is. I'm so surprised. That if, was my first sip. If I had poured a glass for you guys, and it's kind of too late now, and I hadn't told you that this is a non-alcoholic beer, I would, would, know. would you know? Yeah. I right think away? I would know. I could tell you why. Right yeah. away? I'll yeah. tell you why. Like what's what's missing or I could tell I could tell for well, me you guys could tell because you're you're big time beer drinkers I mean uh, it, especially this, grinder this would go down I can drink this entire glass without stopping uh, alcohol a beer that has alcohol in it you it, it it's a there's it's a, a bit it's harder essence. to drink it's a little harder were you were you not in a frat <laughs> you never did funnels <laughs> never. I never, I've never done a funnel. Yeah, it's like flat beer. You want to do a Beck's he, funnel right it's now? It's just so easy to drink this. It's he went to architect school. Do you think they <laughs> had fun at architect school? <laughs> no, we were sipping on martinis in studio. <laughs> I, I think he was in one of the. Is this postmodern or <laughs> modern? <laughs> Let me take a look. Probably one of those honor fraternities, Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's very, very good. Uh, Nonetheless, it's a good tasty, retort there. It is. Beer. I can taste that it doesn't have alcohol in it, but I yeah. probably because I have a bias that I know that it doesn't have alcohol in so it. So I can, I know it's not beer, 
Sorry. It is beer. Yeah, it's very much beer. I know it's not alcoholic beer because of how sweet it is to me. Sweet. And it tastes like a Bex that someone artificially tries to flavor like a Bex, which is good. I like it. Yeah. It's fun. So I don't know about that. For me, it it seems a bit flat, right? Because, you know, the bubbles are not there. The effervescence, Mm. maybe because it's been sitting for a while, but definitely sweeter and it feels lighter bodied or something. I'm not... I like it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very good. it's, 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 good it's though. very it's refreshing. Drinkable. It's delicious. I think this this is because this might be the first time you guys are trying out a non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. I think more and more if it's really chilled and if I had just poured it, I think it's it's really delicious and, you know, if you just pour it. I I, it. I mean, I could drink this all day. I'm yeah. all in. It's delicious right now. It's very now. good. Yeah. 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 I think I think I'm going to get a few like beers in my house, non-alcoholic beers. Mm. Just because there are times I want to smoke without having alcohol. This is true. And but so, you, but you want a beer. But you want yeah, a beer. Exactly. Great option. Kind of resolves that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing what's out there now. You know, I mean, I think every almost every single beer manufacturer has a zero. Or, you know, this might be like a 0.5. Mm-hmm. But some of the some of my favorite brands, Bex is obviously one of them, Buckler. That's one called Erdinger. Klaus Toller. Mm-hmm. These are German, uh, all German. All the Germans, Germans have a yeah. lot of. But even zero. American, uh, this Brooklyn Lager makes a great. That's uh, one that's called the Extra Hoppy. It's like a really like an amber colored. Nice. Really nice. Really really nice mm. beer. If you guys get a chance, definitely you know source it and check it out. Um, Guinness has one. We're gonna. Yeah, we'll try gonna, that. We're gonna, we're gonna try that next. Guinness Zero. Are we? That's the. Yeah. Uh, that's, oh, I can't wait. I mean, that just came out. I think it's only been out for a few. We months. had talked of, about that a few times on the pod, and we were saying how we couldn't find it anywhere, but it was coming. Yeah. And now it seems like it's everywhere. Yeah. Cool. I yeah. mean, there's like end caps in in retail stores now. You walk in, and you, there's like you know the, the the end caps at the end of the aisle promoting. Yeah. I um, mean, non-alcoholic. You know, it's not just lagers and pilsners and. Uh, they have everything. They have stouts. They have porters. They have IPAs. They even have, um, you know, like hard ciders now that are non-alcoholic. So nice, huge, uh, huge selection. Yeah, yeah. So I'm enjoying you, it. So, folks, if you want to give up drinking, this is the time. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this is how. So, uh, want to get back to the non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic beer in a second. Um, we're about an inch into the Undercrown Maduro. What do you guys think? Because I think it's really satisfying so far. It's satisfying. It's consistent. It hasn't changed. I would classify its flavor profile as, I would say, medium. Yeah, it's medium. I was expecting it to be full, you know, given that it's... it's, From the visual presentation. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's their Maduro, you know, Mm -hmm. comparing to Liga, but it seems like a... Like it's started, it started out a little bit on the fuller side, and then it has kind of subsided. This is trying to settle in a little bit, yeah. And so uh, much smoke. It's, yeah. it's, oh, yeah. It, the, every one of these is like a chimney. Yeah. Great yeah, combustion. So, so a buddy of mine was telling me that a Liga, uh, like, sorry, Drew Estate, what they do is they spray something Pesticide? on these cigars, which <laughs> really produces a smoke, which, or it helps. That's disturbing. If that's we true. talked about that on the Liga episode as well. We did, right? We yeah. were all looking at that wrapper and the sheen of it. And I think somebody, I don't know if it was Grinder or you, it's Pagoda, a little iridescent. had mentioned that they, you know, there's rumors out there. I don't know if it's confirmed or not, but that there's some sort of added process that the, the wrapper leaves go through to create so I'm more. I'm not smoke. sure if I like that. I don't know if oh, I like I, it either. I don't know if it's true, guys. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe it's just a rumor. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, I don't, I don't know. 
but um, they're all their cigars certainly put out a lot of smoke, mm-hmm. and this one's no exception. You know, honestly, I've never had a bad Undercrown or a Liga, not ever. Yeah, they're very, very consistently made. I find the Undercrown shade to be a little disappointing in flavor for me. It just n- doesn't fit my palate. Never I've, really has actually. I've, I've never had that. Um, I've had the Sun Grown a few times, but this is definitely more in my wheelhouse. For I don't sure. like the Sun Grown. Yeah, yeah. So, um, back to non-alcoholic beer. So, Rooster, I'm curious if you know, or Grinder, you may as well. Um, why all of a sudden is there a boom of non-alcoholic products? It seems like for as long as I was alive, drinking or not, the only non-alcoholic beer I ever knew was O'Doul's. I got three three words for that. What is that? Too many DUIs. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Just guess. <laughs> I mean, I, it, I think there's a lot of people who are maybe not drinking and they just want options. Yeah. And, uh, you know, non-alcoholic way, it's like you can still try to try, you can still taste like beer, but not, yeah, you know, not get drunk. Is, what are the, what's the calorie uh, on these things? Who cares? No, I mean, I mean, is it like a zero it's not calorie? A light, it's not a light, but no, it's not a zero calorie. 68 in so, this bottle. <clears throat> so that's half the calories of a... It's more like a light beer. Of a light beer. Yeah. Light beer is around 120 or 130. 100, so. Yeah. So that's one one fifteen advantage. Yeah, so there's that. It's an expanding segment. Um, that's why you you know could be. Uh, it just seems all of a sudden it. that there's a major boom of these products. Yeah, to the point that even the smaller breweries are making them. Is there, you know, there's some breweries that only make non-alcoholic beers. Wow. There's a brewery called Athletic Brewing Company. I think they only do non-alcoholic beers. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, there must be a huge market for it. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. You good know, for me. And honestly, yeah, good yeah. for you and good for all those uh, individuals. They don't want to partake in alcohol. They want to be as healthy as possible. Yeah. And you know what's out now? You can get non-alcoholic tequilas, <laughs> rums. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> what the hell you know, is the I mean, point? <laughs> well, the point is... The flavor. It's the flavor. Yeah. And like Senator actually had mentioned yeah, the Sen- other day. I was just going to say that. Senator that was talking about Mrs. Senator. He just had a baby and uh, hmm. Mrs. Senator is, you know, breastfeeding and stuff. So she can't. She can't have a drink. Alcohol, but yeah, she, she really wanted a margarita. Alcohol, so she. Oh. Yeah. Now, did he go out and he source went, it? He did. He did. He got some tequila. She was cool. very Non-alcoholic happy. tequila. And she was, she's like, it, and he, apparently he tried it too. And he said, it's delicious. Oh, he said wonderful. it was very passable. Very cool. So, you know, it's good for folks that, that, you know, especially, you know, obviously we're not a judgmental situation, but if you're a guy who's, who's kind of been known to be a beer drinker you're, for your entire life, you go out with your beer drinking friends to bars, you watch sports, et cetera, like this is providing a way that those folks don't have to feel mm-hmm. awkward or ostracized, or left out. which they shouldn't, period. Yeah, but yeah. you know how some people are. We're not like that. But um you know, it, it it's a very inclusive move, I think, by the the liquor companies to make sure that everybody can enjoy, you know, alcohol or not, which I think is a great thing. And I think that I'm happy we're doing this tonight because I think that this is enlightening for me and us. That's a huge motivating know? factor from the point of view of the business. Yeah. It's an untapped market. And if you're including those people that have felt excluded for so long. Yeah. Fantastic. And how much easier with great beer choices like this are is somebody going to be willing to put their hand up and say, you know what? I'll be the designated driver tonight. Yeah. Let me have an up. I'll drink a Bex and I'll or I'll drink a Guinness or I'll drink it's great. You know, these killer beers that are out. Like that's awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. you could drink a whole six pack. Very. <laughs> and and zero issues. Yeah. Zero. My, You've my, done that. Heineken zero. <laughs> As a, my January detox just became better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is uh, this is really good. The Bex is really really nice. Wow. So, I'm surprised it's, it has a Bex flavor. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, this Undercrown is is really um, in a way it's surprising me. Because I don't think as of right now that it's that far from how I felt about the Liga. It is right now a one-act play, though. It is. Okay. Certainly. It's, but that's not a bad thing. It's consistent. I think the Liga was better. Oh, it, yes. More inten- certainly was. More intense yes. flavor. More, more intense. Yeah. More, it was more interesting and it changed. And there were it was more, definitely more complex. Yeah. There yeah. were fruit notes, dried fruit notes, a lot of raisin in that, um, some deep, deep, deep cocoa in that cigar. But for the price point, this is not bad. This is great. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Big fan. It's the working man's, like they call it the working man's high-end cigar or something. <laughs> Certainly the working Makes man's Ligas. Who's not a working man? I know. That's true. We're all working men. That's true. I, I'm a working man. <laughs> I lost a band on this. It's a nice. Yeah, the band it. is great. Yeah. Yeah, it's eye-catching. The fact that it comes in a tubo makes it even... Oh, yeah. I love a tubo, man. I you, do too. You, you know, when I saw that uh, John had gotten them here at 1086, um, I was telling Henry, uh, Henry and I were walking through the humidor, and I was like, I just love the fact that you can grab that tubo, go to the golf course, you're going to a wedding, throw, you're it, go, in your you bag. throw it in the bag. Go to the golf course. You don't play golf. No, but I'm saying for a lot, <laughs> a lot of folks to do, you know? Go throw some discs, it's, disc golf. It's versatile you're because going it's protected. You go to a concert. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Concert. Or the, where can you smoke? It's all no, not, no yeah, smoke. I mean, get, getting there and right. back. <laughs> in but, the Uber. <laughs> I, I had a colleague of mine who was up in Ottawa over the week, and he was telling me how, like, it's the you can't smoke anywhere in Canada. It's the worst cigar laws in Canada. Right? Ugh. I mean, it is bad. In North America. He yeah. can't, it's he, up there, it's worse. And they have so much land. They do. It's, yeah, but they're, it's, they're, it's it's minus twenty five degrees most of the times. So. <laughs> I mean, dude, they 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 have ridiculous taxes, right? The costs are so prohibitive. Yep. They don't allow smoking even in cigar lounges. Any public place, there's no smoking. They cover all the bands and all the packaging with generic uh, packaging, like they would on cigarettes, to not attract kids to them. It is asinine. It's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. Well, they have good Indian and Chinese food. <laughs> I've heard that Habanos is, my understanding is that Habanos has actually reduced the amount of uh, allocation, Vitolas that they ship into Canada because oh, really? they have to do this. Oh. They have to do extra work. I think it's down to like 16 or 20 wow. regular production Vitolas actually end up in Canada at their retail shops. Unbelievable. You know, versus, I mean, how many Vitolas, you know, how many Vitolas, how many Marcas does habanos have i mean it's it's crazy so yeah. it's very challenging to get uh to get great cigars and at, at good prices we know a few guys on a few of our groups that live up there and yeah, they, i feel for them they get punished man if those boxes get popped at customs like oh. somebody sends them a box oh. they get hammered on taxes unbelievable yeah it's terrible I'll tell you, my, my trip to montreal they're never going to be the same again <laughs> now if i'm traveling to montreal from the states can i bring a cigar through I would, yeah, I would think so. A small amount that doesn't a Cuban look like cigar. Yeah, not yeah. No. They don't care no. about Cubans. Well, there is. No, a, I know that, no. but do I have to cover it and cover the band? No. no. Okay. No. Only if it looks like you're going to, you're trying to sell it. 
Okay. You know, you have a quantity that's mm-hmm. looking like you're going to sell yeah, it. Right. The, the issue would that be, would that, you know, would be like coming back. The U.S. has the embargo. Canada doesn't. I don't so. think we're buying anything from Canada. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah not at no, these prices. No, no. But they have a they have a great uh, you know Cuban cigar store over there, yeah. With a beautiful bar in, Mon- in the back. I've heard Montreal, 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 that you yes. can't smoke that's at. Cl- that's closed now, there. by the way. <laughs> no, yeah. what are you? T- yeah, oh, they closed no. the LCDH in on yeah. Sherbrooke Street. Correct, it's closed. But did you ever smoke a cigar no. there? And yeah, yeah. How is that possible? A while back, three years ago, they changed the laws. Oh, right, recent, that's right, a recent. The, yeah, ah, I didn't. Right know before that. the pandemic. In fact, we were there for one of my birthdays and. We all smoked Cuban cigars and we had hibiki and it was a great bar in the back and we were just enjoying ourselves. Great, great. strip clubs in Montreal. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. World class. I don't World know what you're class. talking about. For what I hear. And it's funny, we were there like, must be like early 2000s or late 90s. Do tell. And uh, we went to... Uh, this is not a strip club story, by the way. Uh, <laughs> was, we were all watching, yeah, listening, and painting. Right. I've, I've Ooh, never seen the room you know get so focused. Rooster, on. rooster, pipe down. Why did, why, why did you say that? Because you had our attention. That's, that's a that's a different story. You this, not, this is about the uh, Sherbrooke store, the sure. LCDH in Montreal. So, a friend of mine and myself, we went there. We drove to Montreal, got a cigar, and had a fantastic it was a ham and brie sandwich right on a baguette just food in montreal is superb it's really good the french influence and all that i mean it's fantastic wow we get back to the hotel and i'm sitting in the hotel lobby and at that time you could actually smoke in the hotel lobby they had like a cigar cigar room and i picked up a magazine it was a cigar aficionado magazine and guess who was on the cover it was uh george burns Mm -hmm. oh yeah Remember that up uh, that uh, that copy of the cigar aficionado with with him on the cover, mm. and the news comes on, and he died that day. Wow! Wow! While I'm reading, while I'm looking at that magazine, George Burns is on the cover. I look at the TV. I'm like, George Burns dies, and he was like, he was 99. Yeah, he was almost 100. I think. Wow! And he was a lizard. He oh, was, he was he's true, an OG lizard. True lizard. True oh, lizard. Yeah. How many sm- cigars a day? Ten, and he smoked factory made. Um, Queens, what are they? Uh, who, what's the manufacturer? I don't know. Ten cigars a day. Ten. Wow. Ten. He got shipped every month. The there manufacturer. Were, there were Churchills, weren't they? No, they're little. Uh, mm. I'll tell you right now. Um, they weren't small cigars. They got he he got three hundred of these cigars, and they were shipped in. They were they came in glass tubos. He got cool. three hundred a month. That's cool. Ten a day. Wow. And he would panic, I guess, if the shipment was get shipment was getting close to like. The due date, he would panic, like, where the hell are my cigars? We act the same way when we're waiting for our shipments. <laughs> we do. I, I guess he didn't have a tower? He didn't have a tower, I don't think. I don't think they so. They were all yeah, under so glass. He smoked El, he smoked El Productos. Don't El know what that is. So they were fa- uh, machine-made, like, almost like, um, no, almost like... Uh, 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 Social sweets. Like yes, on the- like, like you could buy so them in a, in, a, in, a, in a gas station. Oh, Ooh. wow. Not yeah. good. And he had offers from... Every manufacturer to make cigars, sell them cigars, give them cigars, and he stuck with. He only smoked one cigar Isn't ten that, times a that's day. That's cool. That there's something about amazing. That. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, El Producto Queens in glass. That's pretty tubos. cool though. You know. Oh yeah, that's a wild <laughs> story. Yeah. Those days are gone though. Spurnsy. So, yeah. so, so you didn't go there for the Jazz Fest or Formula One? No, no, no it was winter. 
No, I, Jazz Fest is supposed to be really cool up there, and obviously, I want to go for the Formula One. That would be that would be awesome. It would be. Yeah, it's an excellent time. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually recently I was looking at I was watching one of the Formula Ones, and one of the big sponsors was Heineken, and it wasn't regular. It was Heineken Zero. Wow! <laughs> wow! See, that's that what cool. I mean. That's cool. Like, think about how how. How much money they're spending on yeah, promoting uh, on promoting this? Like they've somebody has realized what a an opportunity this this well, non alcoholic well, market. You hit, it, you hit it on the head earlier. A lot of people feel left out. Yeah, and a lot of people aren't drinking alcohol. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you can't know. drink and drive. Meaning Formula One. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> so um, that was like a semi shank. It was like a yeah. That was like a half shank from Pagoda. Yeah. So this uh, Undercrown Maduro has an Otapa Negro Ultima uh, San Andres wrapper. The binder is T52 Connecticut River Valley stock, uh, cut cured Habano, and the filler is Nicaraguan. So it's the sources are pretty uh, diverse. Pretty diverse nice. in this cigar. And again, for thirteen bucks, I mean, that's quite the production to put this cigar together. It is for that price. The, the, yeah, this this room is so. So smoky. Oh, that's so smoky. This is very. This is rivaling the league. This is like we have oh, seven yeah. people in here. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. So these come in uh, the tubos that we're smoking again. The Gran Toro tubos uh, come in boxes of ten. The uh, suggested retail is somewhere around hundred and fifty bucks, um, but you can get them anywhere. You know, around one hundred and twenty. Yeah. Um, something like that. So again, we we paid. Twelve fifty for these. Can we try the Guinness? Very reasonable. Yeah, yeah. It's time to move into Guinness. Oh, nice. So we're into the Guinness now. Guinness Zero. Uh, it it looks as Grinder was pouring it for all. It looks like a normal Guinness from the North Lounge. It looks like a chocolate bottle. It does. Let's try this thing. What are you getting on the nose? <laughs> Foam. That's that, very good. That's good. Very passable. Rooster, that is good. It tastes like a Guinness. Right. I think that's closer than the Becks, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. This, I couldn't tell it's, if it was well, alcohol if it gets, or uh, non-alcoholic. Grinder's uh, approval, I yeah. think, uh, Agreed. Yeah. means something. Grinder actually liked the Becks, too, I think. I like the Becks. Love the yeah. Becks. The Becks has my, to be cold. has to be chilled. It's a Pilsner. It has, a Pilsner. Yeah, right. yeah, it has to be. Yeah. But and I wasn't... But, what I was in my con- comparison on the Bex was that it, I could tell that there was an alcohol. Not that I didn't like it. It tastes, right. it tastes great. Um, it was a little sweeter than a typical Bex, but I yeah. think it's, pro- it's probably good the balance of the alcohol or something like that. This tastes actually like like Guinness all the way. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, tough to distinguish. And it also, uh, I wouldn't be able to tell. Nope. Also, I don't get drunk off Guinness, so really? like, you won't be able to tell. I could have, I could have no. six pints of Guinness, no. and I would be. Sober as a fucking nun, yeah, and uh, sober as a nun, and uh, that's when I would, uh, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. That's when uh, I would so drop Bailey's and Jameson in a oh, car bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go to an Irish pub and say I want car bombs because it's, it doesn't go over very well. No. <laughs> no, you were pointing out as you were pouring it that like it has the the nitrous in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it it looks and feels like a Guinness. It it has the texture that it looks and feels like a, the, the the thing that I like. The, there's a very distinct Guinness aftertaste, mm-hmm. um, and this this 
is the very same aftertaste. Yeah. It's and like a milky stout. It is really, really good. Really good. Yeah. So how much does, uh, I'm going to speak generally. You can be more specific if it differs, but how much is non-alcoholic Guinness, let's same, say, or same be- price? Same price. Pretty much the same price. As the other. So these come in a four-pack. Okay. I think it was like $2 a can. Okay. Hmm. Great. About that. Great. Well, does a liquor liquor store uh, charge you a double tax for it being non-alcoholic? <laughs> <laughs> you should charge less tax. You don't I, no tax. Yeah. I, I, I am very impressed with this one. Absolutely. The Bex was good. I'm very impressed with this. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Easy to drink. Very enjoyable. Are you sure you didn't grab regular Guinness? <laughs> Could this well, product be a bridge to someone that's struggling with alcohol? Actually, I think, I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong. But if you're a recovering alcoholic, do you even want to try like I don't think anything it's a good that's, no, the that's answer, similar well, to alcohol? I, I'm not going to suggest it, but I know. Uh, so I have some recovering alcoholic friends that really are happy that there are options out there. Mm. They're not looking for the taste of alcohol per se, but for them... And I don't know if this is the right fit for everyone. I'm not gonna. I'm not making a judgment or opinion. You know, uh, a recommendation. But I do know some uh, some folks who can't drink anymore, and they find that they're still able to live uh, a lifestyle very similar to the one they had before, in a much healthier. Yeah. By choosing to drink non-alcoholic beer, makes sense. Well, watching a football game. You know, a lot of folks tie that beer drinking experience to. Watching sports. Yeah. Or hanging out with a group of friends. Exactly. And now they can do it and check all the boxes they need to check and be healthy and make the decisions they need to make. And it tastes like this where we're sitting here and it's fantastic. Yeah. It's almost impossible to distinguish this. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy this beer. I am too. And, and Pagoda made a good point too. There are moments when I want to have a cigar and I don't necessarily want to drink alcohol, but I want to. Yeah. You and, know what I mean? And I'll tell you what. That refreshing I, crispness of yes. a beer. Yeah. I, I, I'm I, like, I'm shocked that you guys are saying this. Uh, <laughs> I, you would actually buy a non I would totally buy this Guinness. Because this is beer, though. Like, I mean, for, at least for me, um, if I have three, four beers, I'm not going to really get buzzed. No. And I like beer. So I'll drink a good amount of beer. And Don't you want to get buzzed? No. When I drink beer, I like I just love beer. I like the taste of beer. I, yeah. I don't try to get banged up when I drink beer, because otherwise I would I probably would be an alcoholic. Yeah, because I you know I'll have like I probably have there might be two two or three nights a week where I'll have you know three or four you know three or four beers after a long day, after putting my daughter to bed. You get a buzz. I won't. Get, I won't get a buzz. You won't. Yeah, it takes a lot for me beer for me, and I'm sure for you as well. Yeah. Yep. Same here. Really get hammered on so, beer but the act of drinking a beer and it's cold and it's refreshing and that's great it's, it's so delicious satisfying so well, like i i you know this is a great alternative because not it, getting not you know. getting all those calories oh yeah and not um now you know, is I, this, I, it's i'm not i'm not drinking the three or four beers to get to get a buzz or banged up so so you know what's the point really? and if you have a meeting the next morning at six or seven or eight a.m exactly you wake up you're totally refreshed and yeah. you, you're like everything's good here's a question are the are the non-alcoholic beers less in calories less yeah. in carbohydrates usually so. really yeah. is that yeah. right well do six, I have, the bex calories. was the, the bex, bex was about half the calories yeah, of 68 of a light beer this is without probably alcohol. about the same see i think mrs bam bam would enjoy to have one of these beers at home 
Yeah. Well, if I'm having a cigar on a Tuesday night on the deck, yeah. so or this is around a fire. I'm going to reach for this. This yeah. 12 ounce. This is a uh, what 16 ounces or some four to 15 ounces. This is uh, 75 calories. So that you're talking about the Guinness Zero. Yeah, 75 calories for a 12 ounce can. That's fantastic compared to what's in what's a the normal. Guinness. Yeah. Oh, oh it's got to be 140. Yeah. 140, 200. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. They're for very a, low in calories. For a 12 way. ounce? Yeah. Someone look it up. He's probably right. On it. No, I, I believe him. On I, believe. <laughs> I believe him. Um, yeah, this is this is really delicious, and it's pairing very well with this cigar. I, yeah. I actually like this pair. But me too. Better the, than the Vex. The, the what, 145? I think that's the 12 ounce serving size, though. No, I think it's the same cans, right? Rooster's well, this one is the serving size on this is one point two five, so I just said seventy five. Hundred and twenty five. Oh wow! There you go. Yeah, there you go. yeah because so, uh, that's a twelve ounce can of Guinness. That's what I just said. So, yeah. I, so he might be right then. Yeah, one one sixty, one fifty five, which is great. Yeah, yeah. I Meaning, if you think about a regular Corona, is two hundred calories. A Corona? Who actually drinks Corona? Me. A, a lot of people. My drink Corona. Wa- my lot. wife loves. Corona light in the, with in lime. the summer. Yeah, in the yeah. summer is great. Yep. There's only one place I drink Corona. On the beach. On in, the beach. On yeah. the beach in Mexico. Yeah. Just like Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Anywhere. Then so, um, the beach. Jersey Shore. See, Bam is like the Guinness. Yeah. Bam, yeah. Bam's yeah. point that me happy. This yeah. is pairing really well with this cigar. It is yeah, I think it pairs well. better than the Bex pairs with this particular cigar. Right. Yeah. 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 It's matching up perfectly. I think yeah. it brings out. Yeah. A little bit of uh, like a sweet thing in the cigar. I agree. The coffeeish flavor. It's like uh, it's agree. helping enhance that. I've I agree, been I've been like literally just drinking this beer since since we've transitioned. You forgot that, that my cigar went out and <laughs> I haven't been smoking the cigar. So let me relight the cigar. Did, didn't we do enjoy the conversation? With the Liga number nine. I think we I did a, have the I Guinness. I have a feeling we did the regular Guinness with the. I think you might be right. Yeah. Honestly, that was a delicious pairing. I loved that evening. No, we did Eagle Rare. Ah, uh, Eagle Rare. What did we do the Guinness with? We did a Guinness. We did that with well. the EP Carrillo El Senador. Oh, that works. Yeah. That works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I could I can smoke this a lot. Yeah. This is a I, fun. For me, for 12 bucks, I think this is, is very high up on the scale as far as flavor yeah. and performance and construction. Nothing... Uh, tough about it you know yeah. no ammonia at all no not at all and i do think it's it's kind of become a two-act play at this kind of right beyond halfway point it is a little different for me not for me yet i think i need to i'm get... finding it to be a little bit yeah yeah it's it's a little different hmm. a little bit more oomph i think the sweetness i'm gonna i'm gonna give that credit to the guinness to the beer, yeah um but it's a really really nice experience right now the retro hell is very rich. It is. And there aren't many bands with the name of the cigar on the back of it. Oh, on the underside of the band. Yeah. Not many cigar makers do that. Yeah. I mean, Jonathan Drew, those guys over there at Drew Estate, I mean, they know how to market. Market. And they the packaging, the presentation. Yeah. It's always very high quality. Even for these smokes that, you know, they could bundle these in in saran wrap and charge the same price but they choose to really yeah, present them nicely. They're spending money on their branding and their identity and their labeling for sure. Yeah, this is really impressive. Yeah. He distributes uh or to Nicaragua. Which is a, 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 a fun, you know, I'm very fond of that cigar. It's a classic cigar. I just saw that uh Metallica, I don't know if you guys saw. Yes. Metallica announced recently that they're doing 
So they have blackened whiskey, and oh. now they're doing a blackened M81, Metallica 1981, because I guess uh, James Hetfield, the singer, is a is a lizard. And uh, really, Jonathan Drew and Drew Estate are have paired with uh, James Hetfield to Do make a, a cigar. great cigar. Yeah, and yeah, I saw uh, that on it was on CA. Right? Yeah, it was cigar fishing yeah. on. I saw that notice. I hope we don't. Pretty cool. It. it might be very good. I mean, look oh. at how good this is. I mean, I don't think there's any sort of weird kitschiness flavor. No, I don't think oh, so. Okay. I mean, apparently the bourbon they have is very good. The whiskey. Wow, it's gonna be called Sandman. <laughs> 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 I, I listen i think that 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 is a good example we've talked about stuff that brings people into the hobby i think that's very cool that i mean the biggest metal band in the world one of the biggest bands ever i mean is is I mean, celebrating cigars that's kind of cool premium yeah. cigars yeah that's that's actually and he's great. doing it right with a with a proper partner i mean just think about what's going on with in in the tequila world mm-hmm. you know with all the celebrities kind of coming out with tequila and they're all awful they're awful but they sell they do sell because the general public doesn't know a good tequila right. from so a same, bad tequila. Same thing could happen with cigars. I mean, a lot of the celebrities could oh. be endorsing. and yeah. uh, That happened, it. though. I mean, in the cigar boom, that happened. There were a lot of celebrities out there that had cigars, and they sucked, and they fell <laughs> apart. <laughs> yeah. And there's, you know, there's very few now that are succeeding. But, I, you know, we're smoking a Drew Estate cigar. We love Liga. We love, we're, we're enjoying this. I'm optimistic. Okay. I'm optimistic. We shall see. Like the Liga 9, this has a creaminess to it. Yep. The smoke is velvety. This is a long smoke, too. I mean, it how, is. How long have we been going here? It's a good question. We've probably been going... Almost an hour. Yeah, almost an hour, 50 minutes or so, I There's think. a lot left. Yeah. I can't see... I can't see the timestamp, but I, it's probably just under an hour. I don't know. I like cigars with great smoke output. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Senator always says that. Want to be a chimney. I think he'd be enjoying this right now. I yeah. think you're right. I don't know if Puba would like this very much, but I think Senator would. Well, I can I can just picture Puba because I'm sitting where Puba usually sits, <laughs> and Puba would be shitting on the on the beer and the cigar. <laughs> There's no doubt about the beer that he would be shitting on. The cigar is up for debate. I think he'd like the Liga Nine. Yeah, I think he would like this. I think he would drop it. No, he'd throw nothing- it in the lake. There's nothing offensive about the cigar at all. Yeah, cigar is pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like a it's very younger easy. brother to a Liga. Yeah, Liga it is. Number it's really nine. easy to smoke. Yeah, and they're very easy to get. You can get these right. anywhere. Right, and they always have them. They're always in stock. Very consistent price. I'm I'm certainly going to reach for these. You know, you go to a place you want to have a cigar. Yeah, I'll grab one of these. Of course, no question. Great construction, man. <laughs> like overall, yeah. Yeah, the wrappers. Yeah, so this uh, San Andres uh, wrapper, the Mexican wrapper, the couple of cigars we've smoked, uh, and they have the same wrapper. And I think, uh, like the uh, Olivia V. Yeah, the Maduro, uh, yeah, the Oliva, Churchill, the Oliva V. Yeah, Oliva V. Churchill. Yeah. Oliva V. Yeah. So I think uh, that has a San Andres wrapper. The EP Carrillo, the El La Historia, La Historia. Mm. Haven't had that. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had that either. The only one we had the pledge prequel, and we had the El Senador. Yeah, which was and the El Senador wiped the floor with the outstanding. Other one. Yeah, it was a great cigar for the price. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, listen on the podcast. I mean, we've said this before, but a lot of these new worlds have been an absolute revelation, and this is another one for me. You know, where I wouldn't reach for these cigars normally, but I think it's really good. Yeah, just overall, there's so many options out there. It's it's just unbelievable. The, the number of new world options out there and um 
and there's a huge following for so many of the different uh, cigars. I think uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. I think the shortage with Habanos that we've talked about ad, ad nauseum here on the podcast, but I think it's forcing people to reconsider, you know, um, not just jumping the shortage, in the world. But also the, the price. The price, the price and the possible counterfeit yeah. Cubans that could be coming up now. Yeah. Not good. It's so it's so disappointing. It's not good. Do you guys know if he grows his own tobacco? I think he does. He does. And Esteli. Okay. Yeah. So he grows. He manufactures and he distributes. Yeah, I think it's just like Padron and and Davidoff. And he also rolls for other 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 bands and brands. And yeah, but I think Drew was sold out to a much larger company. I think it may have been bought recently. Where are yeah. these manufactured? Where are they rolled? Esteli, Nicaragua. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. Now, isn't there going to be a potential uh, embargo on Nicaraguan product? There, there's a rumor about that. I guess uh, Biden's administration was saying that they're kind of considering Nicaraguan government to be dealing with terrorists or they're kind of in that zone. So it's been mentioned that there's going to be a, an embargo on Nicaraguan import. That would be painful. That would be bad for us. But um, I don't think it's going to happen. But I hope it doesn't happen. Right. It's like a reemergence of Noriega. <laughs> What's that? Noriega. <laughs> I don't know what that is. No, Noriega was the uh, was the man in charge of oh. Nicaragua back back in the day. Back in the day, you know, he's no more. But maybe ruthless, he's, uh, he's yeah. ruthless, yeah, ruthless dictator. Oh, yeah. Generalissimo. <laughs> yeah. So it was uh, Drew Estate was bought by a company called Swisher International. Swisher oh, Swiss. that's right. That was age. That was that was not. That was a few years ago. 2014. Yeah. Oh wow! So, okay. so it's the Ziegler family that owns Swisher, and they're from Darien, Connecticut. There you go. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what, what did they pay for it? <laughs> so they. I don't think they disclosed that. <laughs> um. Well, they've been. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say something really stupid, but <laughs> please. Have you ever had <laughs> Swisher sweets? By the way, I've never had a Swisher sweet. No. No, you guys. No. no. I'm surprised you haven't. I know, right? No way. <laughs> Why? Why? A, I mean, me? that's what we. You're the chocolate we'd, man. We'd, we'd smoke. <laughs> we'd smoke man. Swisher sweets and drink freaking Keystone Light in the it's woods. True. I never had a Swisher sweet or Lions. I head. had. I had plenty of Keystone Light and Yangling. <laughs> Yangling Lions. Oh, Yangling. 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 That's a beer. That is one of my. They make. I think they make time. a non-alcoholic as well. You should try. I think is it's that like right? twenty-four dollars. I was never a fan of Yangling. Oh, you're joking. Yeah, me neither. It's like not, yeah, you know, Rolling you. Rock, Yingling. Yeah, please, crappy. Yeah, no, Rolling Rock, not good, but the Yingling, dude. So, yeah. so I lived in great. Philadelphia for three years, so I fell in love with Yingling there, it's and so I've good. never stopped loving it. Well, it's that's so the good. only beer they served there. Well, that's not true. <laughs> that is not true. Uh, uh, Bush, you. Schmitz, no. <laughs> there's a listen, there's a lot of good Schmitz. beer there. <laughs> Grinder, they're trying to take us down, our, uh, us Pennsylvania well, boys. No, yeah. man, I'm But wrong. anyway, I've got your back. Swisher Sweets. Apple Swisher Sweets, like f apple flavored. It was like a green wrapper, disgusting, but also amazing at the same time. You're just slamming like, and they have a pre-cut like hole, so you don't have to snip it. No, wow. it's like a flavored tip. Wow, <laughs> not, not happening on the pod. No, we're not going to be doing Swisher Sweets on the pod. No, no, and and it's and it's and it's not long filler, right? It's, it looks, oh, it's definitely short filler. Yeah, yeah, machine made. I'm sure. Uh -huh. That's one way to drop an audience. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, Keystone Light does a lot to, for that as well. Yeah. You I mean, know what I had a lot of when I was in Philly? Black and Tans. Oh, yeah. Oh. Very popular. Oh, they were great. With harp? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good call. That's the way to do it. Absolutely. Harp and... Uh, and a yingling. A yingling? What? No. That's not Black and Tan, place. Oh, wait a minute. What was the beer? That bass, did? no? Yes. Yeah. It's yes. Ba- He's right. Bass, yes. It's bass is a great beer. It is a good beer. There's a... There's a have you ever mixed uh, bass with a Boddington's? No, I haven't. I it love Boddington's. Delicious. On its, own, it's yeah. a delicious beer. Or a Boddington's with a harp. Also, I, I haven't. I, I got to try that. But I'm I'm a huge Boddington fan. Oh, I, so. I know this. Yeah, I, I wanted to do Boddington's. Yeah, we got. We're we gonna should. Do that on I the think po- should. we're going to do that on the podcast. And I think it's point. a great fall drink it's as well. It's just a creamy beer. Creamy. You know what else is really good that I used to love? Anchor Steam. Yeah, from San Fran. I think we talked about we this in the past, yeah. right? Really delicious beer. It's so good. So we're coming into the last third here, boys, of the Underground Maduro. I think it's really good. It's good, but for me, it stayed very consistent. Has the umph hasn't come for me? I'm enjoying it. You know, I I was thinking about my comment. I think what I've been doing, I've been pulling on it a little more than I usually do because mm-hmm. I'm just enjoying the smoke output. Yeah. So I think that's probably contributing to. I'm sure it is. I'm just making it a little more, a little more yeah. hot. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just pulling on it more. It's a nice, consistent smoke. Yeah. So I got a complaint. I'm curious if you guys are uh, on the same page with me here. I'm. Uh, Incredibly irritated. I am tired of being asked for tips everywhere I go on at every transaction. Tips, you mean? I had a roof put on my house. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And the guy asked me if I wanted to tip the roofers. (laughs) Which guy? The the owner of the roofing? No, the person like doing the billing. Oh, boy. And I'm like, no. I'm, I was like, why would I do that? Like, factor it in your price. Yeah, no. Panera Bread. You go to Panera Bread. You talk to this person. They're like irritated you're there. They're mad you're ordering your, your you know, pick. you pick two. Someone at Panera asked you for a tip. You can't no, transact. You can't transact without making a tip t- decision. Yeah, you put zero. So I put zero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they stare at you. They see what you're doing. That's okay. I, I feel immense guilt. No, you know during the pandemic, I did tip, right? Because I think those were extraordinary times. But I'm back to zero tipping. Yeah, we got to talk up about pizza this. And they turn it around, and there's a twenty percent right in front of you, and yeah, there's a small little zero on the side. So it's giving crazy. giving a gratuity, a gratuity is always earned. I agree. So it depends on if you're at a retail establishment like a Panera Bread, and if they make good eye contact and they're friendly and they're very helpful, hundred percent that person will get a tip from me. But if they're not paying attention to you and they're rushing you and getting trying to move you along, no tip. Yeah, it's that simple. All right. So, what do you feel about this? This is a new thing that's been happening a lot, and it's at the restaurants and it's a lot of different places now. The your uh, credit card processing company, right, charges the company, or let's say, if I'm the if you know you're my client and you you buy something there's at, a processing the store, fee yeah. there's a processing fee that i pay yeah right? two to four percent two to four percent sure. amex yeah. is a little bit higher yeah visa mastercard is about two and a half percent so now what they're doing is they're giving vendors free equipment charging them a higher processing fee and that processing fee gets passed on to the consumer oh boy 
right? So you go to a restaurant and she hands me, this was the other day, she hands us two bills. If you want to pay cash, it's this price. If you want to pay by a credit card, it's going to be the, the well, the tax amount is, is equal on both, yeah, but sure. you pay a 4% processing fee. So they're passing on the processing fee to the consumer. Which is technically, by the way, it's illegal. It's I against think, think. their agreement with Wow. The credit card processors. Like Amex, obviously, when you sign up to be an Amex merchant, you can't charge people more money who are are doing a uh, a non-cash transaction because then why would people want to use their Amex? Right. Right. So it's first off, it, it's it's unethical, but it is against their agreement. But this shit drives me I crazy. I don't know how they're getting away with this. I don't know either. I've never heard of that or experienced that. Uh, you'll, you'll I've see seen it. service you'll charges. See yeah. 3% service charge, 5% service charge. Yeah, it's fine. I pay that. No, but that's... I'll reduce that's it from the, the processing tip. fee. It's on the business. They're charging you on top of the the sales tax. They're charging you another 4%. Oh, wow. It's an and additional then, line then item. another 18 or 20% gratuity. You know, it just takes a phone call. Yeah, to, well, to who? Who are you going to call? Consumer Reports. Oh, Ghostbusters? Consum- <laughs> who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? Consumer Affairs. You, you call Consumer Affairs. I mean, I, I, I'm just... Uh, send it's, me their number. Having, b- having been in Europe and stuff, I mean, no how tips. different the culture is there with no tips. People are paid well. It's factored in. Yeah. It's just, I don't understand why we can't get this right here for non-service tipping makes no sense that's to me. crazy i'm a proponent of no tipping uh, yeah uh yeah i would definitely be in for that pay your pay your employees a higher salary so they don't have to and if the service is exceptional we'll go above and beyond and and tip always, i'm a great right? tipper man always always, always. so that's yeah. a great that's a great point yeah because above and beyond it's worth a tip because if, even if you get shitty service they still expect an 18 to 20 percent tip no right? so i i i really they're on performance i mean I, I take the mrs bam bam out for dinner how's the service is, is it good they're gonna tip if it's not, do you ever do you ever tip less happening. than less than 15 percent even if the service is shitty no none See, of us do none of us will do that none of us will do that yeah because it's ingrained in you right yeah, so or, like you feel bad yeah like it actually takes away like even if the service is bad i have this weird guilt thing with it there that is, even if i'm treated like absolute shit i'm still going to tip 15 percent. so here's one little thing if i go to an establishment over and over and over for a bunch of years and i love it there I will be generous with tipping. Me too. Because I want to keep them happy and they know me. Yeah, they take care of you. Yeah. 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 But that, you, there, there you kind of want to tip and take care of them. And the places that you continue to frequent are usually very good and the service is usually excellent. So you That's gotta, why you go there. You yeah. got to make sure that uh, the establishment is actually passing on the tips to the service. I, I hand, right. I hand the, every server cash. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Cash Never in a credit card. Yeah. Yeah, because what's happening is... Uh, a lot of the restaurants have really increased the wages of the people working there, especially right. during the pandemic, because they could not find people. Yeah, retention. Yeah, for retention. So they really increased that. But what they're doing in turn is it's taking they, the tips. They're keeping, they're keeping the tips. Yeah. Is that the, legal? No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Don't ask me. Definitely not. I mean, unless they're right. making this, unless they're making the customer aware that the tip is going to the restaurant, that's not a tip. Agreed. That's crazy. Yeah. Like I like you know to your point and all of our points like if I'm getting exceptional service at a place that really gave us a great night if I take you know Mrs. Gizmo out 
I'll tip 25, 30%. Oh, no too. question. Yeah, no question about no it. No question. That's, that's if I'm treated well. No Because then I leave there and I'm, I feel better about every, the entire meal. And you're going to go back. And I'm going to go back. Yeah. Guess I'll want to serve you any day. No. <laughs> <laughs> Grinder, what's I would, your policy I would, on I would this? be terrified if I were a server at your table. My table? Yeah. Why? You just you got high standards and you're quick to call out bullshit, you know. Yeah. I'll, I'll get him the Don Julio in hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do I I do have a low tolerance for stuff, bullshit. That's a good story. What's that? The uh tequila that you were served that wasn't actually what yeah, was they tequila said it, or Bacallan? It was tequila. They said yeah. it was something else. I thought they said it was forty two, I knew it was or uh uh they said it was Don Julio Nejo. I knew it wasn't. Okay. And then after some real arguing, yeah, um, yeah. They, we they found out they were wrong. Yeah, they, they were wrong. And they admitted yeah. it. They admitted it. Yeah. yeah. So my philosophy on tipping, um, I, I'm beginning to realize that tipping is not as, like the way it's being manipulated is not as, like I've always been a generous tipper, um, but I just don't, I don't have tolerance for ineptitude anymore. And if I don't get the service that I want, or if I don't, if my order's wrong or anything like that, I won't tip you. Right. You know, fuck you. Yeah. Right, at right, all. Sorry. For no, I agree. I agree. And, um, you know, to, to Bam Bam's point, you got to earn it. Uh, the, one of the things that's frustrating for me is I can't get an Uber ride anymore because all the Uber drivers are doing like Uber Eats and DoorDash because they're getting fucking tipped. Because it's ingrained in our culture to to tip your server, yeah. and you have this guy bringing your food, and you're thinking, "Oh, he's my server." No, he's just an Uber driver. Yes. <laughs> I don't tip my Uber driver. Do you guys tip your? Never, I don't, never. I don't tip him. I tip my Uber driver. I don't tip. The, I don't tip him. I don't tip the Uber driver and for food or or. Beer. You know why I don't tip my Shuffle Uber driver? Around. Because I started using Uber when Uber was very very new, and tipping was never part of the equation. Oh, they added it, and they later. added it later. So I grew up, not grew up using Uber, but I, yeah. I started using Uber very frequently because I was traveling a lot and I never had a tip. So and I will say now it's asking for a tip. No, I, I've never, I've never tipped you. I'm not going to start tipping you just so because you're asking for it. I've had some exceptional Uber drivers right? and I have tipped them. Yeah. So they'll offer me a hand wipe. They'll give water. Me a, they'll give me a mint and a water and pretty decent conversation and just not looking at the road. That guy should get something. Because I, I enjoy it. It makes I enjoy the ride more. I t I tip uh, I tip you more when you Do don't they hand talk you to the me. mint and then you put it in your <laughs> mouth. Well, if you're very, if you're very chatty, it's in a wrapper. Yeah, see, I'm a, I'm in grinders camp. If they're chatty with me, I I get it. I don't want to talk to you, dude. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. like know your story. I don't care. I don't mind that. See, I but Uber now, Uber now, when you sign when you sign up for the ride, you could tell them your preferences. Yeah. So I always go quiet mute. and cold. I want to meet. So do I. I want to <laughs> quiet and cold. I want it quiet. And I want it cold Get in the, the car, AC man. On. Crank that AC. Uh -huh. I, I, crank sit, it, baby. I sit in the front. I do oh too gosh! A lot. When I'm traveling with the family, <laughs> oh. yeah, I end up sitting <laughs> no. in the front. No, you way. do. Do you do that? When we travel with the kids, yeah, because there's, you know, I'm I'm up front. So, boys, we are coming to the end of our evening here. I want to do uh, formal liquor, but non-alcoholic ratings. Yeah, on both it. beers. All right, boys, let's uh, let's rate the Bex. Bam, bam, you're up. I'm giving it a seven. Seven. Pagoda. Seven. Grinder. Uh, seven. I'm going to give it an eight. Rooster. Yeah, seven. Okay. The formal liquor rating. Well, no. On the Bex non-alcoholic non <laughs> is a seven point two. 
But guess why eight? It's pretty good. Because I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. I it's think it's one notch. You'll, you're you're getting a preview of what I'm going to do in the Guinness, but I think great. it's like one notch below the Guinness for me. And I generally like Beck's beer. Yeah, you know, I, I like Beck's regular beer. So, all right, so let's keep moving. Let's do the uh, the Guinness non-alcoholic. The Guinness, bam, bam, you're up. Guinness gets an eight for me. Okay, delicious, chocolatey, really, really good, easy to drink. Okay, Put same here. Eight, eight, grinder, eight. Eight. I'm going nine on that one, boys. There you go. Going nine. Yeah, me Rooster. too. Nine. Nine. All right. Eight, Formal liquor rating on that is an 8.4. Outstanding. So a 7.2 for the Becks and an 8.4 for the Guinness. I think that I think those ratings are perfect. I think those ratings are perfect. I'm, I'm glad we did this tonight. So we're coming to the end of the Drew Estate Undercrown Maduro and Gran Toro. What are you guys thinking before we uh, we we rate this thing? You know what's crazy? I'm an inch down from the end, and usually at this point for most new worlds, it's kind of hard to smoke, right? This is I can take this all the way down. And I would say very most easy. new worlds in this price range, yeah, hard in the to last finish. third get very difficult to yeah, finish. Yeah, and I'm not feeling like that Kuba at all. Kuba would have this. thrown us at the wall by now, <laughs> but this is this is really smooth. Yeah, I think it's very good. What do you guys think? I think it's a good cigar. I mean, I, I'm enjoying it. I got a lot of flavor. I get some of the notes and the hints and the subtleties of a typical Liga. Not as much, so it's a little lighter, kind of like the beer we're drinking. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm very happy, very satisfied. I'd smoke it again. I'd buy a box, a small box. Yeah, 10 count. Perfect. I like them in the tubos. Yeah, I agree with your assessment. I mean, it's it's like a younger brother to a Liga number nine. Very smokable. Um, for the price, yeah, it's Slam dunk. worth it. Yeah. yeah, most definitely. Would I buy a box? I'd probably take one from Grinder's box. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, it, it, these, it's, so, it's such a versatile cigar. You can take it with you anywhere. It's in a tube. Yeah. And that's, I think, gives it a little bit more credibility because you can have this, like, I don't play golf, but you can easily have this on a golf course. Absolutely. For the price that it is. Have it in the car. Oh, this yeah. would be a great golf course to go. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Poopa always talks about it. You could smoke it in a hurricane or tor- tornado. I think you could. This is this yeah. would absolutely work there. Yeah, this will The combustion is so good. So in the fall outside when it's crisp with a fire, great. Yeah. Great smoke. Yeah. At, a, at a tailgate at Rutgers it'll, football yeah. game. It'll hold up. <laughs> it'll hold up in a nice chilly day. Yeah. yeah. While you're eating chili. Yeah. Chili time. <laughs> chili dog. All right, boys, you ready to give this thing the uh, formal lizard rating? All right, Rooster, you're up. I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. I'm also going to give it an eight. Grinder? Eight. Okay. Pagoda? A seven. Okay. And Bam Bam? I am also going at a seven. Okay. Formal lizard rating on this thing is a 7.6. All right, so that's respectable. Very respectable. It's for a this price point. Yeah. Absolutely, it's a recommend. I think that's absolutely. that's a fair rating for this cigar. Yeah, I think any a, lizard should absolutely have a couple of these in their humidor for the occasions that we talked about. You know, or you may fall in love with this cigar. You know, the price and its easy access—it just makes it a winner. I think. Absolutely. So, boys, we did a, a great non-alcoholic night. I'm so glad we did that. I'm, I'm looking forward to the next one. I want to try more of. Non-alcoholic beers as uh, yeah, I'll get some as we go ones. on. Yeah, 
Maybe some some of the boutique ones. Yeah, cool we'll do try. some IPAs, some Brooklyn oh, lagers. A lot of a lot of the like independent yeah. brewers yeah. are yeah. making it like like their own non-alcoholic. You go to like a like a brew pub or something. Yeah, they'll have an NA on tap. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw we were at Lake Placid like not too long ago, and we went for a hike, and we were kind of like towards the back of the of the property where the deliveries come in. There was a there was a truck delivering cases and cases of athletic brewing non-alcoholic beer because that's all they make wow. the, whole, the, the whole brewery is based upon non-alcoholic very cool brews. very cool yeah so it's you were hatching on and i'd love to hear too from lizards who don't drink like rooster yeah uh to let us know what their favorites are you know email us tell us what to try um most of us in the room you know we're we're novices with non-alcoholic beer and I'm certainly really intrigued by this tonight. Yeah, it's a revelation. It'd be great to get other recommendations Absolutely. from listeners. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys. So a 7.2 for the Bex non-alcoholic, an 8.4 for the Guinness Zero, and a 7.6 for the Drew Estate Underground Maduro in Gran Toro. Three ratings tonight. I think that's a uh, I think that's a new one. It's a record. Especially with two uh, two alcohols. So excellent. Great night, guys. Rooster, thanks for the uh, non-alcoholic brews, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, hello at loungelizardspod.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Lounge Lizards Pod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>